0: Innovation is in our veins,
1: soon the whole world will know our names, sharing our knowledge and freedom reign, we're here for the people, you know it's our way, setting foundations is part of the dream, it doesn't matter if you're new to the game, listen up now cause we all gon' say, elevate, 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 higher, elevate, 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 higher, we gon' rise up, we all gon' shine, work through adversity, stay on the grind, elevate, elevate, this is our time, elevate, elevate.
0: Thank you all so much for uh, joining the Elevate podcast today. We are grateful to have you on with us yet again, one more time. And the fact you're taking time out of your schedule to listen to us, this actually means a lot. Today, busy we're... Busy schedule? Yeah, we, seriously, a lot of people are busy these days, especially those who are hustling during COVID, doing what they got to do. Much that shmoney. We love that. Get that money, please. <laughs> we're also very grateful to those who have been sharing this podcast with their friends and uh, with their network. It actually means a lot to us. It means the world.
1: Yeah, very much not unnoticed. Yeah, absolutely <laughs>
0: not. We it, honestly we were super humbled by it. We we're just two guys who were bored during COVID and want to start a podcast, as many of you have. We're just hoping to be able to stay consistent and uh see how see us all the way through. Shoot our shot. Exactly. Shoot the shot. Like MJ but uh very again we're grateful to be down going into this today we're gonna dive uh really into we're gonna do a bit of a deep dive into ux design today because we really haven't done that at all during this podcast the existence of this podcast you know we're just episode 12 and we're finally getting into some real design talk Dang. which i'm looking forward to some different things uh appealed to me on twitter uh this past week uh with the jared spool i thought you didn't use twitter um i do use twitter oh. i don't use tiktok
1: oh <laughs> sorry i forgot yeah there okay. it is
0: Yep. i i mean i'm not gonna lie i begrudgingly use twitter oh really <laughs> I, I hate the platform so much it's toxic it's super toxic yeah especially when you know uh the user experience design community um is, is that a toxic community they, oh it's very toxic really very toxic yes if you one two things they're really toxic on politics. You know, they're an echo chamber for their own politics. Okay. And then two, um, they they can be super supportive with your work, but there's also a crew out there that they see your work they just, they just trash you and tear you right I up. Oh, they get off on. Oh that. yeah, they love it. they they love to feed their own ego because they're so insecure. And so if they see some bad work, they just like give their critique and don't really give you constructive critique. It's more they're so just, just they're just yeah, they're just kind of jerks. I've seen that happen a few times. Too. Shoot! All right, so I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, but it's all good. That but yeah, that's you know that's my little tangent about Twitter. I get uh, it. I agree. Design Twitter is a gong show, and Twitter as a whole is a gong show at this point, as one man once said at a Canucks conference a couple of years ago. I believe it was Mike Montero. Um, Twitter's, Twitter's a dumpster fire. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh! It really is yeah, yeah, more Mon- so now than ever. Like yeah, with the world news and everything, like it's. Just nuts. The amount of people that... Because everyone has a voice now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some, everyone and everyone thinks their voice matters.
1: A, and it does. No. To an extent. Everyone's voice matters to an extent.
0: Yeah, to an extent. But they think their opinion matters way too much. Right. They think that I actually care Um, about...
1: Exactly. Stupid Jeff. And that's what I think the difference is. Is like you shouldn't go on Twitter thinking people actually care what you have to say.
0: Yeah. I think I'm, o- I'm okay with you voicing your opinion on things. But the people that have this attitude that the whole world owes them something. And oh so yeah. No, here's that's my scary. two cents. I'm like, no. eh, I'm all right with that. I unfollow yeah. you pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. 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 We don't, we don't want you here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're
0: not very interested in that here guys. Um. So yes, yeah, so that's, that's my viewpoint on design Twitter and all the things that go down there, um, you know, and that's how, but yeah, anyways, there are some good things as we'll pull out. There is a good uh thread that Jared Spool put together, mm-hmm. uh, who is an amazing user experience design mind in the UX community. Um, at least in North America, and um, and we get into that as well as you know news dropped uh, today uh, as at the time of this recording that uh, Google will be favoring UX design, or good UX design on w- websites in their algorithm. So I want to touch on that a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and as well as why they really want to get into um, what it what, that good UX means, being good at analyzing human behavior. We'll get into what that's all about today as well. Love um, it. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm in a chill mood, if you probably can hear it in my voice. I'm just in a... We're zen today. Yeah, I'm just, I'm in a zen mode, which is usually not the case when you've seen other episodes. I'm just kind of usually yelling, and yelling, going and screaming off, at like, the government. What up, y'all? How y'all doing? Uh, grateful not to to do that to you guys today. We're so, just taking it easy. Yeah, taking it very easy. But um, before we get in kind of the crux of all the design talk, uh, I know Dalton had something on his, his heart you wanted to share and get into to start things off today. Well, I
1: too was on Twitter. And I saw an article from BBC. Mm. Now, Keep in mind, this is for the UK, but it still rang pretty true in Canada. Uh, Really, I think everywhere, to be honest with you. Uh, Throughout COVID, obviously, there was an eviction ban um, on landlords, rightfully so. I mean, I understand it. Um, That ban is now lifted in, like, pretty much everywhere. Especially, like, Canada, I think they're all lifted. And now they're warning of a wave of homelessness with that eviction ban. Ending. What are your like, general thoughts on an eviction ban and the potential wave of homelessness that might follow suit?
0: Um, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um,
1: so you're talking about there's a potential wave of homelessness coming that's what they're warning everyone about is they, they are inclined to believe that landlords are going to start evictions. So now, what are your opinions on those landlords who do? Um, well, what I see is that, you know, this is
0: probably going to come across as a harsh opinion. Um, but you know, the, the food, the, there is a food chain, you know, yeah. um, people do make the excuse, well, these landlords have multiple properties that, that the other, I'm like, yeah, That's a good point. There are some out there that have a lot of money and don't need to be evicting. and They can take the hit themselves. Sure. Uh, But there are some landlords that they just own one property.
1: Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know,
0: and this is
1: actually their income. Um, Or like that pays their mortgage or something. Exactly. Yeah.
0: There's some serious stuff that goes in with it. Uh, So they can only take on so much for this time, you know? And so, yeah, I think evictions are necessary, you know, uh, at this point. Um, I know BBC was talking mainly for probably a UK perspective. Mainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see it being a more of an issue probably in the UK cause I don't really know their, what their laws are like there, uh, or seeing an issue in the, I see a bigger issue in the States cause there's, there's a huge homeless issue in the States. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, but I'm just speaking from the context of being Atlantic Canada and yep. being Canada in general from my experiences of working with different, um, you know, communities that, uh, are less fortunate in other ways. I'm just, I haven't seen homelessness as an issue here, period. Anyone who's like lacking money, um, or, you know, or or in the streets asking for money, I've seen most of them have a place to go home to. Yeah. They actually all pay rent and live in an apartment. Um, the, what their issue is, is mainly a mental health, from a mental health standpoint. For sure um so Which here we don't
1: have good support for at all
0: here. Oh, absolutely not and that's what i see happening is at least from our perspective evictions are going to happen but i just feel like our system is so is set up so well that no one's going to be homeless here you yeah know, we're going to be okay um there just means that there's gonna be some situations you just have to live a little more humbly and yeah, Our main issue with us as a culture is we're pretty entitled when it comes to our money and what we think we deserve. Yep. That's why people get into these crazy car payments for 10, 10 years. I'm exaggerating. Obviously, no one's going to give you a 10-year car payment. But,
1: but eight is a very real thing. Yeah,
0: eight is very real. And people have this, you know, they convince themselves that they deserve that car. They deserve this. And they get into these crazy loans and these crazy interest rates uh, where they just get wrecked.
1: You know, I just heard, I you're robbing rob- Peter to pay Paul.
0: Exactly. I'm yeah. like, you're just robbing yourself.
1: You're yeah. ro- robbing your
0: future self to be able to have a car. Car now. It's like that okay. you can't afford. You know, it's like okay, well, you know, you could probably scrape up a, a couple grand and then have a car. I'll get you from point A to point B. You don't need a fifteen thousand dollar car. Yeah. So that's kind of where the issue I think. Is it, that at me, uh, dude? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- you know, there's a lot of that going on though. Is like I find, yep, evictions are going to be tough. Mm but i think i mean i'm taking this off down a different path but no do it i think our financial literacy literacy as a as a country is very poor um oh and that's really the issue is we have such an entitlement in canada that we think we deserve because we've lived long enough to get x y z things i'm like i'm not really about that you know it's time to learn what patience is and living within your means um and quite frankly if you were smart or i shouldn't say smart if you were more wise with your finances. Right. Um, an eviction or, you know, being without work for six months wouldn't hurt you. Right. You should have money saved up for six months. Yeah. And you should be okay. Yeah. And I'm or seeing. some safety net of yeah, some sort. Yeah. Because, right, at least here in Nova Scotia, you know, people are back to work now. Yeah. Um, it's been four or five months now at the most. And people got back to work probably about a month ago. So people were probably out of work for maybe four
1: months. Four to five. Yeah. Yeah, four to five. Yeah.
0: So I think you know it's it's time to have more of a financial literacy talk rather than it being an issue of evictions and stuff. Yeah, because we always we love to blame people that aren't us.
1: Of course, well, that's human nature. Exactly, it's we, we love that. Yeah, but I will say, like, to your like the, the um, I already forget the word. What did you say? Entitlement. Mm. There's a couple of people like in my life, or in directly or indirectly, who are older. They're you know in their forties, fifties, who want the three bedroom plus den in the maple Mm. you know on hollis street but have filed bankruptcy before and are still posting that on their credit report you know they're still you know overspending they the typical 30 percent of your income for housing rule puts them at an apartment in clayton park but they want to be downtown that's scary if you're willing to go broke just to live downtown. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they are. Yeah. They are.
0: And it, it's tough. You know, um, no one wants to hear that you, you can only get less based on what you're making. Yeah. No one wants to hear that. You no. Know, I've been there myself. Yep. You know, we've made the joke often on this podcast of how badly I want a Tesla. Yeah. Um, but I've, and people are going to think I'm absolutely nuts but like I'm actually, I've, I've gotten to the point of being surrendered to the fact that I actually am not going to be getting a Tesla until I can pay for it in cash. Yeah. That's just the, my reality. Um, I do. I didn't, I, I was doing the math of having a payment of about six to $700 a month on a, on a brand new Tesla.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, why? That needs like, to do a lot of money.
0: Like, like so much things I could do. Like I could literally put towards later things in life for when I have future kids, like, that Tesla's gonna be around if you get an eight-year payment on it. You know, that's gonna be around by it in eight years. Eight, yeah, but exactly. <laughs> Buying it in eight years too, but as well, if you get it right now and just get the payments on it, now you're you're mortgaging the future of my kids. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, you know. And that's you know the joke I've heard is people you know wondering how they can't scrape together money for college for their kids. It's like because you're driving the college fund right now. You know, like, yep. you know, and obviously there's situations that, you know, people just are in unfortunate circumstances and obviously yep. I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those things happen. And, and I know, I know some people who are listening to this, like Josh, you're um, being, you know, privileged. Uh, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just speaking facts right now. It's um, factual
1: to your life. Yeah. You know, you know
0: it's, it's a reality. Um, there are extenuating circumstances where people that things are out of their control, but for the most part, people in our culture, at least in Halifax are very much in control of their finances. Yeah. Very much in control of what they can do. Yeah. Um, but we'll blame the government cause
1: or employers or whoever, whoever
0: yeah. who isn't us. Cause we don't want to look at ourselves. I mean that happened. Like this just recently happened to me where I was just going through a lot of different things in my life personally. And i that's part of the reason why I was looking at the Tesla. I was looking at getting a new, uh, a brand new car. I was looking at getting a brand new house Looking at all these things, yeah, you were looking at a lot of new for a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. We're close friends; like we had a lot of talks. Of different things I was looking at and getting, and then I just looked at myself in the mirror one day, and I was like, "If I get that thing, my problems are still my problems." Just in a do you think context. you were doing it because of just uh, to feel better? I, I I came to that resolution. Yeah, yeah. I was in a place where I was in a lot of uh, I think self hatred. Okay, um, and I was pretty down. Right, and I think COVID obviously had that effect on me. Oh, that will um, drive you deeper into it for exactly. sure. Exactly, and I just, you know, I was just looking to buy things, and obviously, when we lost our dog, I uh, that kind of yeah took all distractions away from looking at myself. And I just had to look. Literally, looked at myself in the mirror one day. I was like, "You're just, you're just trying to cope with your insecurities right now
1: with things, with yeah. things,
0: you know." And uh, that's where I've been at through COVID, uh, and it's been tough. Mm. And but it was a, it was a harsh realization to to come to. Um, but it was something I needed to that's
1: do. That's a great, like, lesson to learn, though. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I wish you would have had to learn it through, like, pain. Yeah. But yeah. it's good well, that you learned it, yeah. right? Like, that's a, it's good.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, we just talked about just now of how people love to point at other people that aren't themselves. Yeah. And yet, we, I spent the first 10 minutes talking about other people before I started talking about myself. Yeah. And what I've been feeling. That's just human nature. Like I is. struggle with it, too. You know, the reality is I'm just, yeah, I've been hurt, and, and yeah. I've needed to really find where I'm actually getting happiness and my joy in my life.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Focus your energy there. Exactly. Dude, I respect that.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate that.
1: That's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Gosh. So what a
1: what a great opening. What a time. <laughs> what a time. We really talked, <laughs> we talked everything there, didn't we? We really did, and we got Jeez. into it. That was our first 15 minutes, baby. Was it
0: 15? Yeah, we're already in 15, baby. I'll tell you. Yeah. Again. Jeez. Huge, again, great thanks for people, again, who are listening in. Uh, You are live. We're not live, but, you know, here with Elton and Josh (laughs) right now currently. Uh, You're with us. You are with us. We really appreciate that. We're going to dig in here to some design work. Uh, But, you know, before we get in, you know, please, we'd love to hear you. Uh, You know, if you you send us a message or, you know, comment on, you know, if we've uh, put this on a post somewhere. Love to hear what you've been going through here in COVID and what, you know, some realizations you've had in your personal life. We'd love to hear them. Because our personal lives do affect our businesses. They do affect, you know, what we do for Way a living. Way
1: more than people, I think, give credit.
0: Exactly. I um, know everyone says leave it at the door. Mm-hmm. You can't
1: always leave it at the door. No,
0: I mean, that's literally just happened. I mean, we, you know, just got into a interesting chat with our boss yeah. last Friday.
1: Yeah.
0: And he was expecting some certain things from me. I just said, you know what? <laughs> I need a vacation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had nothing left to give. We've all been vacationing pretty hard, though. Yeah. Getaways are good, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, mean, we had the, you know, us at Watson had the opposite problem that many had. We had the blessing and great fortunate circumstance of actually being more busy because of COVID. I know. Um, Being one of those businesses that actually benefited from COVID. Um, and uh, But because of that, we got worked like dogs. And now people are starting to feel it because usually when there, when there's no COVID, we, most of us would have been taking vacations by now. Well, they would have started from March exactly. until like October. People would have taken their trips to go. There's so many people in our office that were supposed to go to different places. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to be in Orlando by now.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to do all kinds of things. I'm sure places. I would have been to Montreal at some point. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. But I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> we're out here you know, and, um, I think I'm very
0: grateful, um, for the very real turn this, uh, this episode's taken so far. I
1: right. much appreciated. It's getting real dog. It's a great, great question. to start us off there. Dalton. you know what? God, the juice is flowing and uh, we can talk some UX, let's
0: talk some UX, baby. So I just want to talk about UX cause I was, uh, you know, I was actually just dealing with a client the other day and, um, the, their product is very dashboard heavy, lots of data mm-hmm. to consider. Um, and I, I was struggling when I first was looking at the product. Okay. I was kind of like, there's a lot here. It's important data, important info to the product. But I'm like, what do I do with all this? Yeah. I had no idea what to do with it. And it was funny. I was just surfing through Twitter one night, and I came across Jared Spool, who talked about dashboards. Okay. I was kind of like, huh, interesting. And who's he? And Jared Spool is a UX designer based out of the States. Okay. Uh, Literally, like... I would say he's the father of UX design.
1: Have yeah. you actually like met him or just uh, like someone you look I've,
0: up to? Uh, I've actually never met. I've been in the same building as him. Okay. I uh, saw him at a conference. He actually came up to speak at the Canucks conference, Canadian user Experience Conference. Uh, yep. Um, never got to actually talk to him in person, uh, but saw him speak, and he did a great talk about how Disney leverages UX
1: uh, Oh, at
0: their uh, yeah, Disney World. And just did some different things, looking at different examples of how they deal with certain situations that some people find creepy right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but in terms from a ux perspective it's it's brilliant you know the fact that you know you've signed up and you come in through the front doors and if it's your birthday mickey mouse is waiting there to wish you happy birthday it's those things like that is that a thing that's a thing yeah whoa or even like the technology they've engaged in where you know like you just can go up to your room and just things are unlocked um just because you have um everything's on just like that one card that you take throughout the resort Right, you unlock and pay for everything with this card. It's unreal. Different thing. They Brilliant. A, he did a great talk about that a couple of years back. A few okay. years back. So, you know, yeah, he's uh, an amazing mind uh, when it comes to UX design, yep. and uh, so he he knows what he's talking about. It. I appreciate you asking because yeah, I should have gone to a little bit of lowdown.
1: Oh, dude, I just wanted to know. Yeah, I don't fantastic. know. I, I'm I'm learning right now as well. I don't know a lot about UX. Yeah, we love him. He's a
0: uh, he, he he has a great mind for it all, and right. a lot of people look to uh, look up to him. But he made a point. So when, he's, when, he, when he makes a point on uh, social media, you people take notice. And this one kind of caught my attention. Okay. You noticed. He says, and I quote, dashboards are often what customers ask for. They are rarely what customers need. If you're building a dashboard, it's likely your user research wasn't finished. End quote. And that caught my attention. Right. I was like, what do you mean? Of course. What do you mean? (laughs) Like, I'm like dashboards are literally vital to digital products in our day and age. Everyone uses them. Uh, if it's not a dashboard, then what is it? it? (laughs) A spreadsheet, you know? And it's funny, I was going through the, the, um, the thread and people had the exact same response, you know? Um, and he made a point where he's like dashboards report on current status and users don't act on status. They act on change in status. Mm. That was, you know, it's a great point. Like, you know, you just keep, if you're looking at numbers on a screen,
1: cool. Good for what? Yeah. yeah. Like, all
0: right. Yeah, I guess you know we've had more opens of our email. I guess that's good. It's a yeah. positive thing. Uh, but X number went up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I guess we're trending upwards. Yeah. You know, what do? How do I report this to my boss? Why is my boss? Why should my boss care about these numbers? Yeah. Different things like that. Um, and um, and someone had an attitude. And the person said, users wouldn't ask if they didn't need them. And Jared responded with, oh, there's a need, all right. Dashboards aren't a need. They are a solution and often the wrong one. I was like, huh. Huh. I was like, interesting. And so what he he was really getting into um. You know, where he. This is where he he expanded on that idea, where dashboards are often a design a designer's response to not understanding the full scale of a complex problem ecology.
1: Mm.
0: In systems design, a dashboard is an attempt to understand the system interactions. Unfortunately, it rarely works. And so he kind of kept going off on this idea of how it's just when it comes to dashboard design, it's mostly designers being lazy, right, uh, and not pushing their research further. Okay. And maybe I made an assumption there. I probably shouldn't use the word lazy. Mm. But, you know, they, they stop short. Right. And they don't push the solution to where it really could go. And so he made the po- great idea and the great point of using using the example of car dashboards. Mm. You got the speed, you got your, your fuel gauge, all these things. And he says, and I quote, people keep bringing up car dashboards. So let's take them apart for a moment. Most of what's in the dashboard isn't needed for driving the car. The, tacho- the tachometer, whatever, <laughs> I've never heard of that either. <laughs> the tachometer and temperature gauges, for example, are, wow, he's using a lot of words. I've never, see- do uh, you even know what cars are? I yeah, don't I know. Clearly, I straight don't. Up. So here, start that again. Most of what's in the dashboard isn't needed for driving the car. The tachometer and temperature gauges, for example, are vestigial to today's driving experience. A what? Vestigial. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Do I know English? V E S T I G I A L.
1: That's I mean it's just nuts. Honestly, it's just yeah. <laughs> I like I
0: don't know but but hey, he's a he's a very he's a he's a brilliant mind. Yeah. So we'll leave, again, I'm quoting the same my words um to today's driving experience. Drivers do use the gas gauge and speedometer. However, that are also a holdover from a time when those are a holdover from a time when cars were dumber. You don't need to know how fast the car is going. You need to optimize your speed for safety. Similarly, you don't need to know how much gas is left. You need to know if you have enough fuel to get to your destination. Today's cars are or can be smarter. Waze tells me if I'm driving too fast. Why can't my car? Facts. Why would it even let me drive too fast? question mark. If Waze had access to the fuel sensor, it could tell me if I'll need gas during the trip. It could even uh, route me to the cheapest gas station en route. This could be car intelligence. If the car did these things, see autonomous vehicle technology, I wouldn't need the gauges.
1: You just destroyed dashboards. (laughs)
0: Yes. Dude. (laughs) You know, it was a very well thought out, and that's my end quote uh, of what Jared said in this uh, thread. Um, and I'll link it uh, to the comment in, uh, in our, our description below because I think it was a it was very intriguing.
1: He really just tore apart dashboards,
0: mm-hmm. and he really he essentially everything he described is stuff that Tesla is doing. Dude, oh, oh, one hundred percent is. You know, it's really interesting how it's like, hey, so here you are. You got this amount of charge left. Probably can make your way down to you know this charging station, and it will
1: tell you like stop here for a charge, stop here for a charge, arrive
0: exactly. And do you know? if... Do you know what I find interesting about the Tesla? What? All the gauges he's talking about, you don't really see them, aside it, from
1: the speed. Yeah, like there's there's no screen in front of the steering wheel. No, nope. it's just, it's all just in, that, in that tablet. It's just in the tablet. And what you see is your speed and how fast you're going. And then
0: you even got, then, it'll slow down if you're getting too close to someone. Exactly. And then you also see how, um, you know, you just see the infotainment system. Yeah. At that point, and that's it. There's no. You know, you'll see your charge. Essentially, you see your battery charge for sure, and you'll they'll show you, tell you how many kilometers you got left, and this, that the other. Uh, but I thought that was very intriguing. Mm. So he again, you said just as we said, he just destroyed dashboards. And so when you're just you're designing a dashboard for a digital product, that just kind of got me thinking. It's like, all right, are you pushing? Are you doing enough research to push to a proper solution? Right. You know, uh, even here at What's On, all we do is dashboards. It feels like at times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true. And our dashboards are kind of useless. They show numbers. Yeah, they show numbers. Uh, they don't tell our people what they do, especially our ops team. We designed da- the dashboards to help the ops team. And our ops team, most of the time, doesn't just really, does, Yeah, they just ask the devs, what does this mean? Yeah. That's, that's a fault in user experience design on my part. I'm the one who designed that product. Yeah. That's my fault. I've made people's jobs here worse.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah. But I'll take responsibility. You know, that was my yeah. fault. That yeah. Definitely, that's on me.
1: Well, you, you know, you didn't know that then. Exactly. You lear- learned. I'm learning now, yeah. right?
0: That's the beauty of, you know, growing and learning. learning. And so this is, you know, some ideas and thoughts I'm going to be taking to my future clients of, you know, how to properly design dashboards to promote action.
1: Have you, other than this one client, like, pitched a dashboard as an idea ever?
0: I've never pitched a dashboard.
1: Like before. that's not something you would normally turn to is like...
0: Yeah, it's, it's usually for me, it's never the first solution for me to go to.
1: So if it's not the first, what would what will your solution be that's comparable to a dashboard?
0: Uh, it really depends on the client. So Understood. it's, for example, for our product, in our in-house product deliveries. Right. Uh, we have email opens, um, things that have... Engage man, engaged, engaged, yeah. all these things. What happened if, you know... Um, We just really, like, we we throw a lot of info on that screen, but really all ops needs to know is opens, bounces, and engagement. Right. What if we just simplified that screen? Why not? Yeah. And, or just simplified it in terms of just sending them emails of, like, or just send them emails of, like, hey, this has gotten to a certain level. You should look at trying to repeat this next time on the next email.
1: Right, like capture trends that brought you to that success.
0: Exactly. Actually give them actionable insights so they can do something with the data they're being given. Huh.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. So
0: some things, you know, obviously you know, we, have our, we have to make money here. And so I don't know if I'll ever get time to uh, work on an in-house product that we'll never um, see tangible money from at this point. On. Right. Um, but I do know it would definitely probably help. Well, that's the vehicle to making money. Yeah, it's just like how do you sell that to your salespeople? How do you sell that to the people that make the decisions in the company? Right? Yeah, it's tough.
1: So yeah, I mm-hmm. what you're saying. Yeah, you know, dashboards are canceled. Dashboards are canceled. <laughs> They're canceled, man.
0: <laughs> Shoot. Or it's <clears throat> at least the way we design dashboards these days is canceled.
1: Right. Yeah. Non-actionable
0: yeah, dashboards. Just, just data sitting there stagnant doesn't help. Anybody. Somewhat pretty. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is another great point just later on in this, in this thread. Just got, went off to what we talked about. Yeah. And I quote, Jared Spool says, Dashboards, in their simplest form, are information displays. Users either absorb the information or they ignore them. In either case, they are making a judgment and acting upon it. Dashboards leave room for tremendous error because users didn't react proper appropriately. Right. End quote. We
1: just got to... You, you got to drive the bus for them.
0: Yeah, you got to help them out. That's that's what UX design right there. Yeah. You got to... Build the journey. Build the journey. You got to meet the, the customer where they're at. Yeah. And help them. So,
1: a lot times. We're building journeys, man. We are building
0: journeys we love it so yeah dude so that was like my, i came across that on on twitter and i was like shoot man
1: doesn't seem so toxic quite informative really very informative <laughs> it was it was the people that reacted to his spicy take that were, toxic. were pretty toxic but i feel like he's above them in the fact that he doesn't play into their toxicity well the thing other I'm, than
0: just hitting them with more facts that's the thing i appreciate about him is yeah. like it could have been very he doesn't easy get mad to, yeah he just he's just like all right you know I'll keep going.
1: i keep her going. Facts, 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 facts. And that's the what's important is as long as you never get, like, upset. Because, like, as soon as you, like, get an attitude or, like, yell in an argument like that, you've lost. Yeah. You know, because they know you're too passionate now. Oh, yeah. But if you can just hit them with facts. And I, I say that as though I've never gotten too passionate in an <laughs> argument. Yeah. Like, I have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can just hit them with facts, you can win, you know it's hard on the internet. Oh, cuz you you, you want to react so bad. Yeah, it's I stopped
0: responding to things on the internet probably 7 years ago. <laughs> Except for your AirPods. I actually didn't respond to the buy and sell. <laughs> I didn't even respond to them. Oh, it wasn't? They were just beefing with each other. Yeah, they, yeah, they were just beefing with each other. I never responded. I to one. hate
1: the internet sometimes. I, I never responded oh, to one person on that.
0: I hate the internet. <laughs> that's, <laughs> oh why I, that's literally why I never responded I'm like, these clowns.
1: They'll just feed off each other.
0: Yeah, the only time I respond to somebody based on something they put on a public forum is via DM or a, call or a phone call. Private. Privately. The way things should be handled. Exactly. Like, had it like, like growing ups. You know, if I did something I offended you in a public forum, then I apologize.
1: And I'll. I'll but apologize. to belittle me publicly yeah. is
0: not going to fix it. No, seriously. You know, like, and I've done it where, you know, I mean, I've done it uh, in front of friends. Like, you know, it's a group of us. I may have said something that was insensitive. Right. You know, and the person will pull me aside afterwards and be like, hey, that just kind of hurt my feelings. I wasn't feeling it. And I'm like, okay. And usually for me, I will go back to the group that we were there and I'll be like, hey, so I said this about. X Y so Z version so. wasn't appropriate. That's was my fault. Um, just wanted to you know clear, clear that up. Clear that up, and we move on. Most people don't do that. No. Um, which in in some cases, what I do is kind of unnecessary to most people. Um, but for me, it's important. Yeah, it clears your yeah it clears your my, conscience. Clears my conscience. I just want to make sure that everyone knows that what I said wasn't okay. Yeah. So they don't repeat my mistake, and we move on. Yeah. You know. So.
1: Yeah, I think. If, if someone's taking steps to mend something, no one should really have uh, anything to say on the way they choose to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that you're doing too much. Well, you know, yeah. I'm doing what I feel is right. Exactly. You know? And, you know, one piece of advice I got um, before is, you
0: know, humility breeds humility. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you come to someone humble for the most part, like 95% of the time, it's going to go well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: good old times, baby. Love it. We love it. And I love you, man, dude. It. Dude, I love you, bro.
0: I love you and your champion shirt.
1: It's we're champions, dog.
0: We're champions, BB. You know, yeah. We've had that, those situations at different points. Where I'm like, I don't know if I went over the, uh, the more over the line. Or I, I know.
1: I'll get texts from you, and you're like, you're oh, like, I'm sorry if I uh, cross the line. And I'm like halfway through like a bag of chips, like, <laughs> homie, nothing's wrong. <laughs> 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 this guys, killing a sweet chili heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like everything's chill. Oh, we love it. Admittedly, it, it, you've got to go pretty far I, th- I think to kind of get under my skin, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. I think the f- I think the funny thing is for us, we both say that, but we're also very fiery people. Oh, what I was just going to say is yeah. but once you're under my skin, I absolutely have a death wish. Oh, like <laughs> I need to be talked off ledges, like true. You know, it, it just it, in a business sense, I don't mm-hmm. I don't like people coming for me when I don't feel it's just. Right. Um you know, if someone's willing to put up facts about I did something wrong, I'll, I'll listen to facts. Mm-hmm. But op- opinions on why I suck, I don't. F- I don't play that.
0: <laughs> I just want to take this chance to apologize mm-hmm. to absolutely nobody. To no one. <laughs> <laughs> the double champ does whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, we'll shift gears a little bit here um, and go into an article that was just published. I believe it was today at the time of this recording. I could be wrong. Oh, you
1: know, give or take plus or minus 24 hours. Yeah.
0: Plus or minus a couple hours. Um, we love how articles don't post their, you know, their dates when they're posted these days
1: is it from CBC. No, no, no. It came from, <laughs>
0: uh, it came from Inc. <laughs> I'm so bummed out that they didn't
1: post the, uh, maybe the it's on, on our, maybe it's a mobile issue.
0: Yeah. Maybe there's bad What's UX. The article, talk title? About UX. <laughs> uh, the article title is from Inc. User experience will affect Google rankings starting next year in 2021. User experience will be an important Google ranking factor. Here's how you can prepare your site.
1: Okay. That's our next gear. Dude, love to see it. I can also tell you that that was published on June 30th. June 30th. So I'm way behind. I hate to burst your ball. <laughs> <laughs> this hurts my feelings. Dude, I'm sorry. It's right at the bottom of the article. That's bad UX. That's Does bad that UX. That- yeah. Confirm or deny, I don't know. I am
0: confirming right now that's bad UX. Where's right
1: the bottom of the article? It started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> June,
0: for real. June 30th i ah, still we can get a month and a half. That's pretty recent. It's yeah. Um just came across my desk today. It's new to you. Yeah. What do you, I mean as someone who isn't heavy into UX, all right. What do you me. what are your when you read that, what are your what do you think?
1: As a someone in the tech business or as a consumer?
0: Go in the tech business
1: first. So from the tech side, um, I instantly hear more slash more in depth requirements from a design team if you're working as a software developer, mm. um, because you're going to have to overhaul any products that you currently have right. um, to make sure that your your UX standards are to where they need to be. Because SEO is only going to get you so far. If they're saying they're going to change the algorithm to favor good UX. Mm-hmm. So it's not scary. But in a business like ours where nothing is ever done, like there's there's nothing that ever finished, mm-hmm. just like with tech, you never finish. You're always working to get better. Yeah, You have to find time to stop like building those new features and then redo all the old ones to make sure the UX is there. Yep. so it's like do you sacrifice advancement for priority but also if you sacrifice priority are you also sacrificing advancement mm. so i don't
0: know that, this, that's even an inherent problem even within our company is we always push features just out the door first and then we're just like we look at ux after the fact i mean i've done it yeah i've pushed features and then said, like,
1: can you design this yeah by the way it's on prod yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that's just a, I'm a, guilty. That's, that's just like a, an issue within our company. Yeah. And it starts from the top. For sure. For sure. You know, and this viewpoint
1: of like, we'll just get stuff out the door and we'll figure it out after. It's yeah. like, that's not really how things work. No, um, I, I can understand why you'd want to do that. It's hard to turn down someone willing to pay an invoice. Yep. As long as you can get something done. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah. No, I guess you for sure. You know, we've seen it. You know, where we got these Frankenstein products. Yeah. You know, that just like heavily just don't even look like what they used to look like. At one point. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it's like, oh, weird. Yeah. But yeah. And I do think the one thing about this article I do find intriguing, um, and it's someone brought it up uh, when I posted it, someone made a comment about it. Okay. And I was like, huh. Yeah. And they said, so Google's going to be deciding what's good UX and what's bad. Huh. Interesting. And I was like, it's a good point. You know, we have a lot of issues with Google and big tech these days. Is Google now be gonna become the all knowing of, of the UX? Internet. That is kinda spooky, I'm not gonna lie. Um in the terms of like them I mean that's just what our world is these days is bad behavior is usually yeah awarded rewarded. Uh, that could very much turn into that for Google. Mm. Um, they could be going things that go against actual UX
1: best practices. To favor an agenda. Exactly. I don't know what that would be. Don't know what that would look like. And we'll never know. You can't see their algorithm. Exactly.
0: But granted, dang it, when I was super excited about Twitter back in 2008, I thought it was the coolest product, coolest idea. Right. I never would have imagined what it would turn into in 2020. Remember
1: how fun it was when Twitter first came out to just like have that limited amount of characters, and you just felt like you had this little voice on the internet. No one was really mean back then. Do you remember when just social media was fun, period? Yeah, like you could throw sheeps at people on Facebook. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You could play Farmville. You were just talking to your friends on MSN at night. Yeah. Some AOL Messenger or whatever, what, AIM? Oh, AIM for all our American homies. Yeah. Yeah, AIM. Yeah, you just get home from school, you open up that MSN. MSN was dope, man. You know, all your friends are on. That's the stuff I miss.
0: Crazy. You know, are, um, or do you ever? Met, do you ever? Uh, uh, remember that website? My life is average. No. Oh man, So that might be. Even mind, I'm an absolute child though. Yeah, we were like what, eight years apart. <laughs> there was like, Larry like, was a pro, It was a what's it like, called? And my life is average. I don't know if it's still around, but um, it was like it was also kind of an equivalent to FML that my that, that, oh that is a thing yeah and it was like it was just an html website of just people posting just relatable experiences which is what the internet's always kind of done period like that's why tiktok was so great yeah is because people just sharing shared experiences and yeah. it touches in a funny way and it touches an audience my life as average was that for you know i would say 2008
1: 2009 okay and
0: uh it's interesting
1: it was fun. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I would have just been getting on the internet then.
0: Yeah, how old were you in 08?
1: It, depending if it was before June, I was 8. <laughs> if it was after June, I was 9. <laughs> we love that.
0: <laughs> oh, baby. You're 2000, baby, eh? 99.
1: 99. Ooh, he's on the other side. Yeah, dog. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's intriguing, isn't it? But, yeah. but there are
1: still shared experiences, you yeah. know? Like I think we can both relate to like an MSN type of oh, thing. absolutely. And, you know, absolutely. um were you on Facebook when it was the Facebook? Yep. You were. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I don't I don't remember that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I remember, like, basically their first design. Even just to see how their design has changed. Yeah. They've oh, now gone with that three-column so mm-hmm. thing where the, the left and right are sticky and I your middle flows. I don't love that. It's funny how, you know,
0: big tech in general has really conditioned culture to change in tech. Oh, yeah. Which I remember... The first big change that happened on Facebook. People freaking lost their minds. So the status thing? Uh, let's say it's the status thing. I can't remember what exactly (laughs) what it was. It was it was it had something to do more so actually no, it was before the status thing. It was more so just a rejig in the layout of what your Facebook Your profile. Your profile page looked like. You keep talking, sorry. Yeah. You'll pull that up. Um it was it was wild. It was just like I remember. People just like I'm quitting think, Facebook. I think I'm I out. took part in that. <laughs> people literally, um, you know, found ways to go and like switch back to the OG Facebook, and that's when you know that's when the uh, those are the good times of like that. That was what the equivalent of you know the the outrage mob was.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, that that's what people were getting mad about. <laughs> I kind of miss those days. <laughs> okay so yeah i clearly did take part in this oh baby because you got receipts yeah i've got receipts on myself want to drag my name through the mud <laughs> did i get those like on this day things from facebook and i delete every post i see Oh baby, i should not have had a facebook when i was nine. the cringy <laughs> stuff i used to say um i was part of a group called go back to original facebook profile <laughs> uh, why did i care about that when i was 12
0: Dude, man, it's cause everyone, that's what everyone was talking about. Cause,
1: and that's where it started. Mm. That's where the internet won. Because at twelve, I felt I had to go. I oh, was some sheep behavior right there. I went with the I went with the crowd. Yeah, and you're throwing sheep at people too. Dude, we were <laughs> Facebook poking people. we were playing Farmville. Yeah, straight up. Jeez. That's what social
0: media was. Oh, those are the days, you know. And there's probably older people listening to this saying, "Yeah, you guys don't know anything. Back in my day."
1: Why do we both run companies then?
0: I didn't have a, I didn't have a computer. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was all my, uh, so Kelsey's, you know, uh, visiting her, uh, her childhood home. Okay. And as, as in, they don't live there anymore? Or like, that's where her family still lives? That's her family still lives currently. Okay. But she's going back for one last visit because they are just about to sell it. Oh, and understood. And so she's going through all these fold photos. And there's one old photo uh. she had of, um,
1: that's a cool moment, though.
0: Yeah, there was a, it was a, it was essentially a sibling photo. of was her and her two brothers. Sure. And there was this like big honking computer behind them, I like, was like the white e machines Yes, yes, we had like, one of those. I was like, back to the days when the I, green uh, ball in the mouse. Oh yes, not the laser dot. No, oh no, no, lasers here, guys. No, and back to the days of, um, when a family only had one computer and it computer in, room. It was like there, sir, there was a computer room your room man and, and the computer stayed
1: put and you booked times yeah you booked times. dad was straight on the computer you weren't going on the computer yep straight
0: up you were dying you couldn't wait for your mom to get off yeah so you go on msn and talk with people yeah and those heart emojis in your yeah yeah all of it man in your bio yeah we love it and you know especially we we loved dating people back then too we want to make sure <laughs> their names were in our, in our, our display names oh. and all that crap oh you know, <laughs> we loved the we love Kelsey was one of these or she was one of the uh, part of the goth uh, really oh so, yes, whoa she was part of that that crowd this is why like her Did you all start as m s n friends do we actually no we never started as MSN never friends. on m s n we were uh we were we a post m s n couple messenger understood yeah we were definitely not hippies yeah we're <laughs> <straight up> hippies. <laughs> yeah it was uh it was wild how we started but so that's a discussion for another day yeah <laughs> but yeah no that was i mean we taught we joked about if we ever met each other in high school we never would have worked out whoa we were total opposites
1: i mean i think that's the way it goes though right
0: i think the way it should. i'm be. nowhere
1: near what i was in high school mm-hmm. and that wasn't that long ago yeah oh yeah it's i i look back at myself in high school you're a temporary self in high school dude you I, become yourself in in college university I could see that like you really, cause you, you literally try and study your passion, which means you're forced to be in rooms with people similar to you. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think
0: for me personally, I think I've even changed a bunch even since university. Sure. I feel like I feel like I'm, I'm a much different person than I was in, in, in university. Yeah. Um, I think mainly it's like, yeah, I guess I was more, my personality and who I am, my character was formed through uni. Yeah. Uh, but learning how to control emotions, I, I've i been learning and be maturing in as I've gotten older. Yeah. Which, you know, is interesting when you, you know, tend to have different opinions than those of people in art school, you know.
1: Especially art school. Those discussions happen a lot. That's that, that would fun. be tricky. Yeah. So that's anyways, a thick skin. Like you really got to. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. either going to be able to take what they're about to throw at you or be okay with walking away. Yeah. I just
0: say, yeah, I was definitely feeling very lonely at different times. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, especially, I mean, moving here from Toronto too, right? You're, that's already, already. Culture shock as it is. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was, that was that, but that was a nice little digression there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, you know, Google favoring good UX of websites. And we I think as a consumer, that really that's line. a good thing. I think it's fantastic as a user. Absolutely. Because
1: I'm the type of person who, if I'm looking for, I don't know, let's say like I was looking at appliances today. Mm and the first website that showed up was an ad for consumer appliance services or whatever Mm. and the website is awful if you gone on (laughs) linkscars.com you know the (laughs) one right you know what i'm talking about (laughs) um it was the equivalent to that but for appliances it was disgusting i didn't know what to do i didn't know where to click but that was number one because Mm -hmm. it was an ad right so I really even think I, I would appreciate if they even took that favorability into when where they you shouldn't be able to pay for your ad to be higher. Mm. You should all be able to pay to a certain extent and then we're gonna favor on UX. Mm. Because if they would have presented it to me in the style of like a minimalistic what do you need? How much do you want to spend? Here's what we found kind of thing. I'm way more apt to do something like that. Right. Because Maybe it's just me. Well no definitely it's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mind is going a mile a minute. Like I really like can get kind of stupid throughout the day. Like yeah, I really like yeah. if if you saw me like the amount of tabs I have open, you think, okay, this guy's stupid. He can't get anything done. <laughs> but it's like I just need I just I'm here for appliances. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for you to throw different gifts in my face. Yeah. I just want to buy a washer and a dryer, huh? Like yeah.
0: it's not hard. That's it. Yeah, you're trying to upsell me, but you know, at least be smart about. All it. these
1: live chat pops up, like, "Oh, I can get you better price once listed on the website." Why don't you just give me the best? It's 2020. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you to get the better price. Just give me the better, the better price.
0: price. Like, not hard. It's not. We love that. That's why again. That's one of the things that like. That's why Tesla is such a you know is revolution in the car industry the way you
1: buy the Tesla is so appealing to me. And it's really, really hard
0: to get a quote-unquote better deal they really are the apple of the car industry <laughs> yeah uh,
1: uh, that's a good equivalency mm. because with apple is like honey doesn't work on apple no there's no promo codes that yeah. aren't you know there's, there's not um what you see is what you pay with tesla mm-hmm. meanwhile the car that i have i know there's someone who's paid less than me mm-hmm. i know someone who's paid more yeah which is i don't love that
0: no there's way too much middle Person syndrome going on
1: there. And also, I had to sit in a dealership and tell this guy, oh, I'm not paying that. And he, he'd take the sheet, he'd go back to his manager's office, scribble it out, writes something else, and pass me the sheet. Homie, this isn't a war negotiation. <laughs> like, just tell me the price. Straight up. Well, that was I had to walk out three times. Unreal. It's just give me, like, I'm obviously serious. I come back twice. Yeah. Like, Like, it's, at least treat me seriously. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's like, the, I mean, I had to, like, I. I had that one, I had a one really bad in, interaction at a dealership and I had sworn never to go in again. That's why my next car will either be bought. It's only going to be bought as a used car as a gas. Any g- gas car I get will always be used. But If I buy a brand an car, it will be an electric car. Yeah. Um, and I will never go into a dealership ever again in my life. Right. They was l- it just like a... W- I hated what they did. I wanted like, so it was a, it was a Ford dealership. Okay. And so uh, this is important because it was their, they just came with their new Ford electric car. Okay. So I wanted to try it out. Understood. So I took it, and they, they called me, hey, do you want a test drive? I was like, I've been dying to try an electric car. So, yeah, I'll come. Let's do it. You know, went for, you know, and they gave me the price, and I was like, oh, that's a little, a little high for. What you're looking for. What I'm looking for, and Ford just wasn't it for me. And so anyways, we take it for a test drive, come back to the dealership, we go in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was curious of what like what my car would get as a trade-in i don't know why they needed to take my keys but they took my keys and i let them because i wasn't thinking Ooh. and they kept my keys for two hours and left me held you hostage and held, literally just you know i'm gonna go back to my manager i'll be back i didn't see him for an hour
1: i would have been buck wild
0: i was i was not happy i was like he's
1: probably smashed his window yeah
0: like i'm like i'm out like you officially if i was even entertaining getting it that's a crime yeah i was like i'm (laughs) not gonna get it now you know and i remember even talking to this uh the sales dude and he was a boy yeah he he literally was a sales boy he had he just got out of high school he just graduated high school child yeah and he used i was asking him different questions um before this happened and uh you brought up an interesting point okay he was like, I was like, so what's it like trying to get a job at a dealership? Coming He's like, yeah, I mean, he's like, for me, it was really hard because they didn't want people like me. They only wanted to hire people with families. Why? So that they feel the desperation to make sales.
1: Oh, understood. Yeah. That's ill. It's awful. I hate Ford now. Yeah,
0: you know, I I hate all the I hate the whole car dealership game. I think it's obnoxious. It's too old. It's just it's it's too old. It's it's over again. And so are the
1: people selling me cars.
0: Exactly. That's, that's also true. <laughs> that's the thing is like as from a UX perspective, like that's why like again, companies like Tesla, I keep going
1: back to them because they just you know they they are things they got to work on, but there's things that they're getting right. Um, There's things that they've gotten right for our generation. Yeah. My grandparents would have the worst time trying to buy a Tesla. Oh, they'd hate it. Because they'd want to go sit. They'd want to shoot the crap. They'd want to sit, a, drink a coffee at this person's desk mm-hmm. and play the game and feel like they won. <laughs> but, you know, when you trade time for a win, did you really win or did you just lose time? Yeah. Straight up. You just lost time. Yeah. You know, sure you saved a couple grand. Yeah. But, but what, what? how much money, you know, in ten. what if you could have used those three hours in 10 years? Mm-hmm. You just lost them. Yeah. You know. It's true. It's a great point. So. Yeah. so buying is crap.
0: It is, man. And that's what I kind of want to end off on as kind of our third point is, you know, how do you become a good UX designer? You just got to be good at analyzing people. And the problem I see a lot in UX is, you know, UX research for a lot of people. Right. Is, all right, we got a product. They give it to potential or they give it to somebody who fits into the demographic for who they're pitching to. Mm-hmm. So, what did you, the, the person starts using it. There's no one there. The person starts using it, they get into it. And then the user research, UX researcher is like, all right. So, what did you think of when you had that button in front of your face?
1: What did you want to do when you what saw that? What did you want to do? There's like, uh, tab it. Click it, lol. Yeah, <laughs> like, hello.
0: <laughs> and the problem is, and something I've uh, been reading and studying up on is, that yeah. that's not user experience research.
1: It's asking a stupid question and getting a simple answer.
0: Yeah. And, like, and what, how do you feel, Dalton, when you feel like you're being quizzed?
1: Oh, I get so defensive. And I get very, like, on edge. You
0: get on edge, and you want to make sure you get the right answer. Yeah, so, so I'm going to say what stupid. they want me
1: to say. Exactly. A hundred percent. Or fake. I'm going to, like, freak out. It's fake research.
0: That's something I've. That's a been, good point. You know, I've been definitely guilty of doing that because I didn't know any better.
1: Yeah, but you, see, that's you do now. But now I do. You know?
0: you know, but yeah, it's fake research. What happens is, what what you really do is, you give the customer the product and say, accomplish task A, and just do it. And you watch them. Just watch how they do things, and then you just take in insights from there. And you don't do it for one person. You do you you get a nice sample size. Mm-hmm. See how they interact, see what they do.
1: Like if you're building like a webmail client. Exactly. Like add a contact and send them an email. Mm-hmm. Right. Understood? Yeah. Just, I get that. Yeah.
0: See what happens. All right. Well, they got stuck there for a few seconds. Take note of it.
1: Yeah. Capture that screen and
0: yeah. remember it. Yeah. Think yeah, about yeah. it. You know, afterwards, be like, hey, you know, and try to be nonchalant. Be like, hey. So was there any point you got snagged up at all or you good? You're like, actually yeah there's just one point you know
1: right because it could have just been them taking a second exactly it might not have actually been like i'm confused
0: exactly because the 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 moment you say hey i heard i saw you got snagged up there you're now framing their situation for them
1: you already told them that that's what they did yeah so they're just oh yeah i did yeah it's like oh wait It could have just been i didn't know where my cursor was yeah
0: like straight up yeah it's it's an intriguing time so that's like you know this is a very oversimplified quick a rundown of what it means to do be good at UX Mm. in terms of really, but yeah, you got to really analyze behavior. Super crucial. Yeah. And it just, we loop it back to what we discussed earlier with Jared spool is being able to design dashboards is being able to analyze how people should you want to use dashboards and understand where their struggles are.
1: So you're saying put a, put a current bad dashboard in front of someone and sort of let them try and find what they wish they could see. Yeah.
0: See what happens. That's that's how you learn. That's how you learn to build better products. Yeah. There's a reason. You know, people kind of get there. I've seen entrepreneurs get in the Steve Jobs mode. Ugh. Everything he did, he touched was gold. So, you know, I can, I just, people need this and I know this. Well, Steve Jobs didn't just come off the top of his head one day. Like, you know what? iPhone. iPhone. No, it was years just watching people use products years of watching people kind of fuss he with just kept things. quiet about it very quiet about it and realized no difference. oh snap people want their music
1: they want and their, their iP- email they want it all and they one want device.
0: one device they don't want they don't want to carry their ipod with their flip phone
1: with they, a pocketbook planner no no one wants that no we or a pocketbook, You're like it's literally you can do everything from a phone,
0: dude. It's you, can, the whole world's unlocked through this device.
1: To be quite honest, I've done more business on my phone than I have on my laptop. It's a
0: good point. Yeah, me too.
1: My calculator, every spreadsheet, every tenant document, it's all in the cloud somewhere, mm-hmm. which I can see on my phone. Unreal, right? Like,
0: yeah, it's crazy. And that and when
1: something's desktop only, I've got a problem. I'm not gonna use it. Yeah, it's just not. Happening. Uh, so I'm not for you then.
0: It, it's nuts how one invention has innovated a whole industry forever.
1: And made a lot of people upset. made a lot of people who make these upset, you yep. know, mm-hmm. except for Apple because yeah. they also make the phone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And most people who have the phone have the laptop Yep. and the iPad, you know, and the AirPods and the watch, which we're both victim of. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. So.
0: Yeah, dude, it, it's nuts. And it was all because of just watching
1: People. Yeah.
0: Analyzing behavior. That's that's the key to UX right there. Yeah. Not asking questions and in framing circumstances. Building I'll, a narrative. I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, we'll take an example. How much does it bother us? And I'll ask everyone who's listening right now. How much does it bother you when you see the media
1: frame a narrative for you and it make you assume? So that's something you, you say that. The last two days I've been heavily interested in learning about speeding mm. in your car. I drive fast. Yeah. Faster than most. <laughs> Not, uh, stop. <laughs> um but I think you should drive with the speed of traffic. Yeah. I don't think you should drive the posted speed. I agree. And I was watching these two little docuseries um called um Speeding kills your pocketbook. Hmm. It's on YouTube, and it's a it's a Canadian documentary, and he just goes into like how the media will say, you know, speeding deaths were the second worst in BC this year, compared to these five different things, and let's say it's speeding, like horseback riding, whatever, you know, skydiving, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Skydiving had a hundred deaths. All the others had zero. Hmm. So speeding is technically the second worst. Yeah, but it's also the best. Yeah, but it's still the second worst. Yeah. So it's just they're that they're building a narrative, mm-hmm. and I hate
0: that. Yeah, and we all it bugs us. We hate. I mean, let's get honest. The moment you find it, you're being manipulated. It bugs you to no end. And you it's instantly want
1: it. to drop whoever did that to you. Yeah. You know go to a public forum and complain or, or mm-hmm. just, you, you, you want to do something to feel like you won again yeah exactly and it's
0: the same thing with UX you know it's so useless framing circumstances and devices for your users yeah. so then you're just you're pitching what you believe they need onto them and with you over them, their shoulder yeah that doesn't help anybody yeah. you know be better at analyzing people be better at just getting to know people empathizing and relating Leading, yeah, they hear their pains. To be a good UX designer, you just gotta be a good person, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah. you're building for people. Exactly, you have to be. You have
1: whether to be. you're working on the UX of a of an elevator mm-hmm. or a website, it, it's people that interact with the product, regardless of what it is. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. if the twelfth floor button was on the bottom of the elevator panel, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, you don't assume it'd be at the top. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it's just. You have to think about what the people are gonna do. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: That's how you do it, man. Dang. That's a quick little rundown of some UX design that's today. Crazy. With some, you know, obviously so. Some we tangents in between in there. Yeah. Well, That's pretty normal. That's what we do best. That's pretty standard at this yeah. point. We ha- we haven't heard any complaints
1: yet, so I don't listen to them. <laughs> As we just Auto talk about fo- spam. <laughs> I just want to let you
0: know that you guys talk about too much nonsense. <laughs> spam. <laughs> fake news <laughs> just kidding no we actually love you all oh, um Every thank you so way. much again for listening in guys really i shouldn't say that guys i should say all people i uh, really appreciate you all listening in. really does mean a lot and uh really appreciate you taking the time and i hope this was uh, informative for you and encouraging and maybe
1: uh, time to get away from exactly the stress that is 2020 yeah If you can you know if
0: we can help you out in any way shape or form we're always here glad we can do that for you we hope you have yourselves a great night and just a reminder if you know, keep talking. You know, if you get something out of this, feel free to share it with your friends. Yeah, share with uh, us. Share with us. If there's something you heard tonight. You're just like, mm, I actually want to challenge that. We love to hear that. Yeah, and we love a challenge. Yeah, DM, email, whatever. You can see us on Instagram. You can see us on. If we're wrong, LinkedIn. tell us. We're wrong. Um, you can just you know send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Know, uh, you know, and if we're right, we'd love to hear that too. Just
1: yeah, <laughs> we'll just talk. We can't get coffee. Exactly. Where is that here. COVID, but. You know yeah. what? We'll thank you over email. Yeah. And we'll thank you on the show. Absolutely.
0: So, Anyways, have yourselves a great week. Great day. Night. Great night. However you're listening. To this. Whenever. Have yourselves a good one.